Welcome to 818 Media's Quinn City Kids Cast. I'm your host, Josie Waisaki, and my co-host today is Annabella Martinson. Today our guest is Bill Bruto, Executive Director of UPAS. Um, hi, my name is Marnie Pukla. I'm the Director of 818 Media, and with us in-house today, we have the Executive Director of UPAS, Bill Bruto. So, um, and our host today, we have Josie and Annabella. So Annabella, want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um, hi, my name is Annabella, and um, <laughs> um, I've been part of 818 Media for 10 years. 10 years, very nice, and you're a senior now. I am a senior in high school, yeah. Four months till graduation. Oh yeah, All right. big stuff. Josie, how about you? Um, hi, I'm Josie, and I'm in fifth grade, and this is my first year with 818 Media. And this is your first podcast? Yeah. And you named 818 Media's podcast? Yeah. All right. All right. So I think Anna was going to start off with the uh, questions for Bill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, first off, um, do you have any pets of your own? I do have quite a few pets of my own. So Do tell. Uh, yes, yeah. tell so us about I them. I moved here uh, about 18 months ago. My wife and I uh, grew up in Chicago and then in Grand Rapids. So we lived in bigger cities. And when we moved here, uh, we wanted to have a place that had a lot of land and we wanted uh, it to be a family place and at the same time we wanted to have a farm so when we moved here we moved here with a dog and then since the last 18 months we now have two rabbits two goats 12 chickens a (laughs) duck two quail and, and and another dog Nice. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, quite a bit. Um, both yeah. of my kids, uh, I have a 12 and 10 year old, oh, nice. and they're in, uh, we live in Elger County, okay. and they're in Elger County 4-H, mm-hmm. and they really, really love 4-H, and so uh, with their rabbits and their chickens and their goats, they show them all off during fair season. So uh, it's been really cool this summer. Uh, we plan on doing a lot more from beekeeping to uh, some pretty big gardens and and uh, a few more animals eventually. Uh, wow, that sounds yeah. amazing. I know we're yeah. animal lovers sitting around uh, this table. That's funny that you said 12 chickens because um, her grandfather has 12 chickens. And what did he name them all, all for you? Oh, I suggested he name them all Carlos. So, nice. That was yeah. a long time ago, so <laughs> nice. I think it's still funny today. But. Yeah, it's still funny. <laughs> no, I, I think that's really creative and, Thank you. and Thank very you. funny. Thank yeah. you. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, so uh, the only animals that are inside our home are our two dogs, mm-hmm. and uh, we did rescue one of our dogs from you Paws, right. and uh, she's been a great addition to our family. Nice. nice. Okay, Anna, you have, you, have, you have some pets, don't you? Yes, I have two dogs. I have um, a Labrador. His name is Jax, and then I have a very old crabby beagle named Vela. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and Josie, you just got a puppy. Mm-hmm. What kind of puppy is it? A Labrador Shepherd mix. And the name? Roxy. And what did you say? She's rambunctious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have another dog. His name's Ranger. Ranger. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, we all love animals very, very much. All right, Josie, you want to take question number two? Um, what made you want to get involved with UPAS? It's a great question. So. I was working in nonprofit management and very heavy in social services for about 17 years. And uh, I was looking, when I was moving up here, I wanted, 
a job either to work with animals or in the outdoors. And uh, I kind of got to uh, get to do both because at UPAWS we have a beautiful 20-acre campus. And so we're able to take the, the dogs out especially and walk through our trail system. And so uh, a lot of fun. So yeah, I really wanted to work with animals. This was the first job I applied for when we moved up here. And uh, the rest is is history. Very nice. Um, how long have you been the executive director now? Yeah, so it's been about 18 months nice. since I've been there. And uh, I've learned a lot myself because, like I said, I was on the human side of, mm-hmm. of uh, social services and nonprofits. And so to be working in animal welfare has been definitely a new experience for me. But I've learned a lot. And probably the one thing I'd say I've learned the most uh, about animal welfare is that there is a really great, passionate group of people that will go above and beyond for, for these animals. Mm-hmm. And they've taught me a lot. And so I'm very fortunate to be able to work with a great staff and also volunteers each mm-hmm. and every day. Very nice. All right, Josie? If a family is looking to add a new pet to their household, what is their, your advice, advice for them? Great question. I love it. Yes, you wrote these. So, all right. Well, yeah. good job. So, um, I think a couple things. One, you, you do need to kind of take a, a home survey of what might be best for uh, your household. So, the first question I would always ask is, do you have time to take care of mm-hmm. this animal? Um, especially if you're, you know, getting a new puppy or something like that, that's going to take a lot more time. Um, do you work a lot, right? If you work a lot, um, maybe you might need a, an animal that is contained inside of some type of cage. Um, if you're getting a dog or a cat, I do recommend that that you're around a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely um, everything from the size of your yard to if you have a fence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, you know, really looking through your home and seeing what's best for you, if you have any kids or if, uh, the size of your family, I think really matters. The, the size of your home matters. Um, and so those are all things that I think are really important. And then when you're coming to UPAWS, um, it really has to do about what, what is a good fit, right? We do meet and greets, and sometimes instantly uh, that animal and uh, those potential adopters will, will work right away. And other times it's not the best fit, and then mm-hmm. we'll try to find an animal that will work best for that individual. Yeah. And another thing, sorry, oh, just, okay. like, pe- people don't realize you know, that there's a, there is a continual cost once you get an animal as well when it comes to the medical side of it and the food and the engagement activities. Um, there is a cost. And so I think people always need to remember that as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, why is it important to try to adopt an animal from UPAWS versus like buying one from a pet store? Yeah, another great question. So uh, one of the biggest problems in our country right now is that um, we are overpopulated with animals because of the practice of breeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of uh, people do look at the practice of breeding as, as a business. And some uh, breeders are, are legit and do a great job. And a lot, though, are doing things kind of behind the scenes and, and really trying to uh, do things uh, not in the most ethical way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the reason why I mention that is most shelters across our country are at capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get emails each day uh, from shelters across the country saying if you know people aren't willing to take uh, our their animals and not willing to do a transfer with us, meaning us bringing in animals from a different location um 
they would have to unfortunately euthanize those mm-hmm. animals. We are a no-kill shelter, so we go to great lengths to make sure that uh, we give second, third, fourth opportunities for all of our animals, um, and we we never kill based on space. So we will always give, uh, uh, and we're open to missions. So an animal could come in even if we're at capacity. So why is it important to to mm-hmm. be able to adopt from a shelter like Upaws over maybe going to a breeder? Uh, is because there's a lot of animals that need mm-hmm. another opportunity, and there's a lot of great loving animals that are in these shelters that mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons why they got sent to you pause how can people find out what types of animals are available for adoption so the easiest way is just going to our website which is youpaws.org uh, we update it daily and you're able to see all the different animals that are on uh, uh, or that are located at you pause on the website and you can just make an appointment and then you'll do be able to do a meet and greet uh, with our animals, and uh, you'll be uh, uh, paired with one of our employees, and they will make sure uh, that it's a good fit and uh, that they'll have a bright future uh, for those animals. And you have a variety of animals too. It's not just dogs and cats. You have like guinea pigs. We have. <laughs> I, I, we we have. Well, another unique thing about you pause is that we also have like our farm division, which is called uh, Sally's Fun, and that takes in horses and goats we have a barn at our facility and so yeah so we we take in uh barn animals as well but yeah we could have everything from snakes to box turtles to to goats to dogs to cats a lot of guinea pigs this has been the year of guinea pigs i'm (laughs) I'm not exactly sure why but i guess it's a it's a bigger problem not just up here in, in marquette county or in the up so a lot of guinea pigs we actually have a a bunch of cute bunnies uh that need to be with mom for a couple more weeks before they can be mm. out for adopted or for adoption. But uh, yeah, always a variety of, of animals. And so uh, we get a lot of birds. Uh, I think last year we uh, adopted over 80 uh, parakeets uh, from an individual that oh. was raising many wow. parakeets. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize you had a farm division. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is cool. And uh, those individuals that that work uh, with our barn animals, they go across the UP and uh, uh, rehabilitate the animals that maybe have been in abuse or neglect mm-hmm. cases, and then find them new homes. So That's it's awesome. it's really cool. Awesome. It's very impactful. All the the, the stories that come through you pause are have a lot of impact mm-hmm. on me and uh, the people that work there. For sure. Yeah. Um, what can kids do to help your organization? Another great question. So a couple things. Um, we just started last year a cleanup day. So it's kind of like a spring cleaning day throughout our campus. And so we're going to do that again this year. And it is youth-based. So oh, wow. we want kids to, to participate and their families can come as well. Uh, then also we do have a 4-H club uh, for Marquette County that does meet in our building and each month they do a service project for our animals. Mm -hmm. Um, A third option would be that something you could completely do on your own is you could do some type of like either supply drive or even if you wanted to try to do some type of like financial fundraiser Mm -hmm. on your own. Um, We, some of our best and most successful fundraisers or donation drives uh, have all been done by kids. So to actually work with our animals, you do have to be 18. That is Mm -hmm. a a rule of the shelter. 
but there has been opportunities, like I said, through our 4-H program, yeah. where we'll bring in uh, different animals so the kids can cuddle and play with them. But those are three, I would say, major opportunities. Right, right. So you don't have to be eight, you have to be eighteen to work directly with the animals. But it sounds mm-hmm. like yeah, there's lots of ways that mm-hmm. families can get involved. Absolutely, yeah. We're we're trying to make you pause uh, one an educational uh, res- an educational site as well for both uh, young people and adults. And mm-hmm. the big reason why we want to do that is we want to educate people so that when they do adopt an animal or buy an animal through a breeder, um, that those animals are, are retained and they're staying at those homes and mm-hmm. they're having success and a healthy uh, life. Uh, so we feel like it's our obligation to be uh, able to educate those people so they can have success and our animals can have success in, in the future. Very nice. Yeah. We believe in prevention before intervention, right? Brilliant. Yes. What are the most needed items that people can donate? That's another great question. So one thing, uh, as you can imagine, as we're usually uh, uh, at capacity with our animals, we go through a lot of bedding. Mm. So blankets uh, and towels, we, we almost daily go through them, especially if uh, you know the, the uh, animals do have accidents. We can mm. only clean those, those blankets or, or uh, towels so many times. And so we're always in need of that. Uh, dog food, dog treats, cat food, kitty litter, uh, all those things are, are items that we're always in need of. Even Timothy hay, which would be used for our rabbits and guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, we have a lot of guinea pigs and rabbits right now. Those are all items that we could always use. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, are these items also listed on the website if people they need are. a reminder? They yeah. are. Okay. All right. It's on, under our wish list items. Wish list? And so okay. you could definitely right. check that out. Very nice. Um, is there a truly feel-good adoption story that you would like to share? If you can pick just yes, one. Yes, I can. Yeah, there's <laughs> plenty. Right? I mean, we could do a whole other podcast. I just bet. Yeah. That. But one, for that. one recently, a lot of people don't know this, but, mm-hmm. uh, well, maybe they do. But unfortunately, we, ha- we deal with a lot of abuse or neglect cases. Mm-hmm. And when uh, those animals uh are going through uh or they're taken away from their original owners they are held at a secure location uh, that you pause takes care of and uh we had uh one animal that was with us a dog a german shepherd that was with us for 14 months and because the legal case was going through the process um eventually uh the judge did decide that the dog would be ours and then once that happened, uh, he had some really bad ear issues from previous abuse. Mm-hmm. And so we had to get that all solved before he could be put up for adoption. So like I said, he was with us for a total of 14 months. That's a really long time yeah. Yeah. for an animal uh, to be in the shelter. Because yeah. if you think about it, they're, they're, they do have you know, their kennel that is you know, big enough to move around and play and eat and drink. And, and they do go on walks twice a day for about a half an hour each time, but the rest of the time they're cooped up in a kennel, right? So it's a long time, and the staff did a great job and went above and beyond to make sure that this dog had a lot of engagement time and, and, and a lot of love. Uh, but just last week, the first or second week of, of January, mm-hmm. that dog got adopted. Isn't that a great story? Yay, that is a great story. And it's doing really, really well. Oh. So... That's really, uh, was a really exciting story. 
another German Shepherd story is there was um, another case of uh, quite a few uh, German Shepherds that were neglected for really their first year of mm-hmm. life, and they were all brought to UPAWS, and they did sign over their ownership to us almost immediately, and within a week after really being, uh, they're spending their first life their first year of life in a basement, mm. uh, they all got adopted within like a week. Mm, and great. so it was a really cool story, a very feel-good story. And there's countless stories with cats and, and horses and mm-hmm. goats. Um, maybe you saw the one in the news about the goat in the fall, but um, it was also a neglect case and the goat's leg had to be amputated mm. and then brought to us. So it only had three... Uh, three legs and the adopters uh, somehow reached out to uh, an, an, an actual uh, prosthetic uh, agency or doctor in town and they made him a, uh, they first did a cast of one of his other legs and made him a prosthetic leg that is and amazing isn't that a really yeah, cool story yeah and so it was really really neat it was on the news and so that was another really cool story because i was actually helping taking care of these goats when mm-hmm. they were with us and i felt so bad like it was yeah. moving around but i was just like quality of life right can't be yeah good. of course yeah. And now yeah. to get its laid back it's, yeah. it's moving around Aww. and doing really well awesome. so those are some of my favorite mm-hmm. stories there's so many more like i yeah. said this could be a whole nother podcast i, I bet yeah just all of our, our victories mm-hmm. yeah those yeah those are feel-good stories my, those are yeah i love my that. heart is feeling pretty warmed <laughs> i'll have to look up the story about the goat yeah <laughs> all right and then I, our last question of the of the podcast where can people find more information about your your organization and is there anything else you would like to add yeah, so you could find out a lot about our, our organization on upause.org. You could also go and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, our staff does a really good job of keeping uh, our social media up to date, usually a couple posts per day, and so you can see all the animals, all the different activities we're doing, uh, keep up with some of our, the stories of some of our animals and the impact that UPAWS is having in, in the lives of, of these animals, and so... Uh, and even some of our fundraisers on there. So a lot of cool opportunities if you follow us on social media or check out the website. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I was just going to ask, you can donate directly on your website then? Absolutely. Very yeah. cool. All nice. right. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thanks for having me. When I reached thank out you. to you, Paz, I didn't expect to get the executive director on our podcast. So I was I was like, I was like, girls, we get the executive director. So yeah. thank Very you. exciting. Thank yeah. you. Uh, it's been great. And um, yeah, so... Thank you for listening, everyone, and uh, have a great day. Thanks.